Welcome to episode 91 of The Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. John, how are you doing on this fine night? I am doing pretty, pretty all right. Yeah, pretty, pretty all right. Okay. Yeah. Well, here's uh, the thing. I literally woke up today in agony. Oh, okay. Well, that's exciting. Due to some things that happened to me at the very beginning of my work shifts yesterday. Where, uh, so I actually, I haven't told you this story yet. I'm going to tell you this story. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay. So I go out and start my truck in the morning and I notice that there's ice buildup on the scaffolding over the fuel tank that I have to climb up to get into my truck. Yep. Okay. And I look at it and I'm like, I'm going to slip on that and it's going to be a problem. So I, when I, I'm done, I get down and I just start like hammering on the ice and I can't get it off. It is welded to this goddamn steel. It's like, yep. well, shit, this is going to be a problem. So I leave it as is. I do my thing. Um, I, I drive out to my first stop and lots of, my day yesterday was shit. We're just going to, we're going to stick with one part of the story. Okay. Uh, I drive out to my first stop, and I step down out of my truck, immediately slip on the ice that I knew was there, fall down, smash my shin into the scaffolding, while simultaneously reefing my right arm up. Uh, The good news is, the impact of my shin on the scaffolding was enough to knock the ice off. I shit you not. So, <laughs> it just needed pain to fall off. <laughs> so I woke up today and like, I don't really have a bruise on the front of my leg, but by God, did it hurt. And the front muscle in front of my shoulder that like connects it to my chest is like kind of swollen and just ridiculously sore. So like the entire right half of my body is in pain today. Getting old as a bitch, man. <laughs> Slipping and fall or slipping and crashing on ice is a bitch, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't recover as quick as you you used to. No. But, well, yeah. I'm glad things are okay-ish at least. I don't. I hope you feel better and all that. But yeah, I, I ran into Adam today before uh, standard showdown, and he's like, "How's it going?" I'm like, "Better than yesterday." And he paused for like a few seconds. He thought about what I did for a living. And he's like, I'm so sorry. I just realized what that entails for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yep, I drove in that shit. Yeah, I think the first thing I did is like I, when I messaged you on Facebook, I'm like, how are the roads? <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. The answer is bad. Yeah. The answer is still bad. I don't know if you've gone outside today. The roads are still bad. I did, and I kind of, like, had to come down the hill at one point and was, like, kind of, like, freaking out, driving like an old man. Yeah. You know. (laughs) Only the highways are good right now, nothing else. I'm I'm a big fan of making it home, so I'll (laughs) drive slow. Me too. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing, so. Yeah. But, But you know what? All of that is behind us. Just like 2018 will soon be behind us. So, how do, you, how do you like that f- segue? Um, <laughs> it's almost like you're a professional. Yeah. Uh, but, so, um, we're just going to take this episode and we're going to take a look back at 2018 from our from our magic lives and everything. And I'm uh, just 
sort of do a, a year in review of 2018 for Magic here, but because I don't know, like John, Magic, Magic wise, life wise, last year has kind of been a interesting. But yeah. Um, yeah. let's go with interesting. Yeah, it's there's been some very very low points and some very very high points in my life at least. So, um, but like Magic wise, it's been a pretty damn good year. Yeah, like this year, it's don't get me wrong. This year's had its downs, which we're going to talk oh, yeah. about. But it's had insanely high ups, <laughs> and honestly, it's only looking better going forward. Yeah, it really like, is. If 2019 is not like an absolutely amazing year for everything magic related, somebody gone done fucked up somewhere. Yeah, I mean, like, even Rosewater came out and said he is super excited for 2019. Yeah, literally everything coming out he's excited for. Mm-hmm. And he's never he actually he actually said that in his a follow up to that. He's like I've literally never been excited for everything happening in the fall in the upcoming year, yeah. but I am for this one. Yeah, he's like I, he's like I've been excited for sets, you know, and everything like that and like been proud, you know, he'll go crazy about certain things, but you know, you can kind of see it when it's like yeah, this is just good, but not great or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, something, you know, but I don't know. I, yeah, I'm looking forward to next year, but you know, it, 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 in a way it's kind of sad to wave goodbye to all the, the mostly awesome things that happened last year, especially for us, you know, yeah, yeah, that, but it's just been a a solid, solid year for both of us in regards to magic. So yeah, in in regards to magic, (laughs) yeah, but so, but you know what? Let's just start this off. Let's just go over all the stuff that came out last year. Yeah. Um, I have opinions on all of them. And actually, I think I'm missing some stuff, but that's okay. Um, This is the big stuff. So, last year... I'm sorry? I was actually going to ask. I thought Unstable came out this year. Holy shit, you're right. Let me add that. Let me add... uh, You got that? Okay. Add that to the list. Uh, I want to add it. Oh, it doesn't matter. Just put it on the list then. Okay. Well, so in any case, for we're gonna start off. You're we're gonna talk about these really quick too. So we're gonna start off with the main set releases that happened this year. So, um, way early in the year, we had Rivals of Ixalan come out. Oh and... wait, never mind. Unstable released on December eighth, twenty seven. Oh good. Okay. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that I was like, did it come out? Because. I... Because I went through and looked at everything, like on the Wikipedia article, and grabbed everything by date. So, yep, no, nope, <laughs> not this. That was a punt. I okay. it just it it literally happened exactly a year ago. So, oh, okay, fair enough. So, but yeah, so, sorry. Uh, first set, Rivals of Ixalan came out. I'm just gonna point out, mm-hmm. they literally started the year with the worst main set they released the entire year. Yeah. And it wasn't even that bad of a set. It, it wasn't like it wasn't t- a terrible set. It just wasn't like, holy shit, this is amazing. Yeah, like the thing I really enjoyed the story in Ixalan Block, and I really enjoyed a lot of the cards that came out in Ixalan Block. But as a whole, mm-hmm. Ixalan Block didn't really resonate with me, right? Like I liked I liked the the aesthetics and and how I think the set resonated with me. Um, the story is good too, but like mechanically like the set itself didn't feel good to me like it didn't play well to some degree yeah the limited formats were just highly mediocre yeah not bad just mediocre they were just fine 
it was just more of the same that we'd already been dealing with. And yeah. there was a couple of really BS things that you could encounter, like uh, ju- uh, one with the wind on a jade light or a jade bearer, jade Guardi- yeah, jade guardian, jade- whatever his name yeah. was. Yeah, like it's like like things like that. Okay, just, yeah, this sucks. Yeah, and that was it was way too common of an occurrence, and it just kind of made the limited format mediocre. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, John, John, to check in on this issue really quick, uh, has Rev is this Chupacabra been banned yet? Uh, it has not. Okay. We, I just had to check, considering I heard it was going to be banned two weeks after release. Yep, because it was absolutely banned-worthy and overpowered. Yep, okay. Just, just let's get that one out of the way. Also, <laughs> also, slight shade to probably my favorite magic personality ever, Ravenous Chupacabra is not an automatic four of in a bunch of decks, and it is not because the format is super degenerate. Yep. Like Mr. Patrick Sullivan stated it would be. We'll, we'll so. give a. We'll let him have this one. He missed. Yeah, but. he he un, he missed like once that okay. I can recall. We'll allow it. Yeah, but it's like the format, like this, the set was okay. It 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 was the follow up to a really really weird format, like mm-hmm. the fact that Pirates Cutlass was like one of the best first picks possible in Ixalan, showed you how weird that limited format was. Oh, yeah, that set was weird, man. And like rivals, rivals just didn't help because, like, even rivals had Tetsamok, which was just yeah. a miserable play experience. <laughs> which, yeah, Tetsamok is just, yeah, yeah. There's just a lot of things that did not go well with, with Ixlan Block, and rivals hmm. is just kind of continuation of that. But, but that, but that said, I don't think it was bad. No, I would not consider the set a failure. And like, honestly, if they went back to that set, like, I'd kind of be excited. Yeah, they be they can do some cool shit with it. Oh yeah, I so. think the the world is awesome. Yeah, but okay. So I mean, yeah. that's that's rivals of excellence. Yep. But all right. So, um, after that we had Dominaria come out, and we we won't get too deep into this one, I think, because we probably have some more opinions on it. But Dominaria was amazing. <laughs> so. Basically, you know how on roller coasters where like you start just slowly moving forward and then you start climbing up that hill? Yep. Dominaria was that hill. Dominaria was the highest set point of this entire year. Yep. And this is not throwing no shade on the sets that came after it. They were all inferior to Dominaria. Yeah, and like that's I don't know. Dominaria was just great. Like they they just did it great. right. Oh, it was so good. I just the the set was resonant the mechanics were were great and fit the the draft format was phenomenal like i just i i love it like individual cards in the set were good it's just i just absolutely loved that set yeah it's probably one of my favorite sets in recent memory easy for me so yeah yeah dominaria great mm-hmm. but okay yeah so then after that we have Core 19. Man, it, Sight for Sore Eyes. <laughs> like, I, I know that sounds weird. Here's the thing. I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. And like, like you said in regards to Dominaria, we're going to talk more about this later. I yep. was so happy to see some core sets come back. I am too. Like, and I don't know. So... I don't know if you want to talk about it here or if you want to talk about it later. But how, do you, how, did, how do you feel about 
you know, after we've played it a bunch and everything, I got to experience it, it fully. Um, the no returning mechanics thing, just evergreen. I'm okay with that, actually. I was kind of fine with it. It didn't bother me as much as I thought it would. But, like, I don't know. Like, I think they could they could spin one in there and it'd be okay. But on the other hand, I'm like, I think it was just okay without it. Yeah, like, here's the thing. A lot of, like, returning mechanics and stuff like that, it's like, they don't need to exist. They just kind of do it because they can. It's like when they put yeah. Court of Calling in M15 or whatever it was. Yeah. It's like, you didn't need to put Convoke in the set. It made the limited format wonky, but good. Mm-hmm. I mean, once again, a triplicate spirits. Yeah, yeah. What the shit. But, like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with just Evergreen because having everything be Evergreen also plays really, really well into the limited style of core sets. Yeah, exactly. I really appreciate. Meat and potatoes limited, and I love that. Yeah. Actually, this... the core 19 set was, or core, like, limited format was kind of weird. In like, a way. I mean, like, there were some really strong synergy decks. Like, a couple of them. And then, like, I was so excited if I ever saw a Psychic Corrosion. <laughs> Just the most excited person in the world. Like, like that, and that card's a legit win con. It absolutely is. Which is really, uh, it was kind of a weird format. Because, like... It wasn't like the format was glacially slow. Like, like, could you imagine if Psychic Corrosion was an M14? Yeah, that would be... Like, literally the best first pick card you could get in M14 that wasn't a rare was uh, Opportunity. Yeah. And like, it was better than most rares. Yeah, and it was better than most rares. Like, that's how slow the format was. Like, yeah. it was ridiculous. Like, but this set had aggro decks that did things. Yeah, you know? like, the thing is, there was just enough, like... Almost every control deck won by, like, the skin of their teeth off of Psychic yep. Corrosion, but they mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. I mean, I that's mean, a, during the sealed format, that was the one time where it's like, you know, you walked away from one of my games being like, oh, Fletcher's going to lose, I'll catch up with them later, and you walk back and I had somehow won that game. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> but That is not something that should have happened, but... It, it was like a Corrosion. <laughs> it's what, the, it's what the, the format allowed it to happen, so... Yeah. Yeah, it was really sweet. cool. All right. So then, the last set we have had this year is Guilds of Ravnica, our return, our, our return to a return to Ravnica. So, I have a confession to make. Okay. I, when there was first the rumors going around that we were going to return to Ravnica, mm-hmm. I was kind of off it. I'm okay. just like. Why are we going to return to a set that we had very recently been on? <laughs> very recently had been on. Yeah. John, John do you know which year we, we went back to Ravnica? It was like 2012. Yeah, like 2013, I think is actually what it was. Yeah. But yeah, 2012, 2013, somewhere around there. Yeah. Like that's, that's five years, dude. I know. I know. <laughs> but here's the thing. That's how my mind thought about it. I know. Because in my mind, I haven't been playing Magic for that long, and I started, here. Okay. I started playing again in Ravnica. So. Same, yeah, exactly the same here. And, but I was just kind of off it, because like I think... I do honestly think Ravnica is overhyped. Like, Ravnica is exceptional. Ravnica is easily, like, possible... Like, easily po- the one of the best planes ever made. I'll just fix that for you. Ravnica is the best plane they've ever made. Period. 
it is better than Innistrad. It is better than Zendikar. It is better than Dominaria. Well, screw like, Zendikar. Like, I don't give a shit about Zendikar. Literally, plane wise, those are just some planes people love. Is the yeah. thing. It comes down to Innistrad, Dominaria, and Guilds of Ra- or Ravnica. The only reason why Dominaria ranks so highly is because Dominaria is literally the core, and there's just mm-hmm. a lot of resonant flavor on Innistrad that I appreciate. Yeah, and I agree with that. But the thing is, is that Ravnica just is so tight. Like, they're, they're, they they built that world so well. Like, you know, they, how long have they been releasing those um, uh, the plane shift books for for Ravnica? Or for um for the different sets, like they'd been releasing them for like Z- like Zendikar had one, Kaladesh had one. I don't I don't remember if they did one for Monket or whatever. But like, but like as soon as they're like, yeah, we're gonna publish a book for like the D and D setting of like in Ravnica, and you're gonna have to pay money for it because it's a full book. I'm like, this is awesome. Oh my god, I want to see it. Oh yeah. Which by the way, I need to see that book. Like I, that I, I, that got me excited because this world is that good. Yeah, and like once again, as a caveat, I bought that book. Oh yeah. So like, I'm I'm just trying to establish the fact that I I'm not throwing shade at Ravnica. I do oh, think yeah. it is overhyped because I think anything that is considered the best thing ever is overhyped. Yeah, That's this just... is us arguing between you're like, yeah, it's it's a solid A, and I'm like, oh no, this is an A plus. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm this like, is what we're arguing. Like, I'm like, <laughs> this is like a ninety eight percent, and you're saying it's a hundred. That's literally yeah. all we're debating over here, right? Yeah, but... exactly. You're like, this is Final Fantasy VI, and I'm like, this is Chrono Trigger. Like... <laughs> <laughs> so like. But like I was just kind of like oh whatever, and then like when I found out we're actually going back to Ravnica, it's like oh sweet we get to use it first. I am so glad we're back on Ravnica. Oh, man, like, like this is the funny thing is is this Ravnica set? I'm kind of the same way I was with Rivals or with Ixalan Block to some degree, but just like amped like everything's better. Like, the, like the the mechanics and format and stuff like that. I'm kind of like, eh, like I'm not really big in on it. But the aesthetic and the world and everything, like I feel like they just crushed the creative this time again. Absolutely. Like this I literally don't know what else to say except for like this format is just everything about Guilds of Ravnica has just made the world better. And it's at least kind for, of insane. for standard it has, at least. For standard. It's kind of insane to say that. But like it's even had a massive impact on modern. Oh yeah. Like relatively quickly. Like it's just a good, good set. Like it is. I I don't like the limited format personally, but that's just yeah. a personal thing. I don't. It's one of those things. that's like I don't like the limited format, but I don't think it's a bad limited format. Yeah. I think I'm just wishing it was Dominaria constantly. Probably. Like, I, I don't think Guilds is as good as Dominaria is, just as a mm-hmm. block in general. Yeah. But mm-hmm. it's pretty goddamn close and oh, if you it's good but yeah. i guarantee you there's a lot of people that if you ask them which is better they're gonna say guilds just because ravnica resonates with them so much more than dominaria does fair enough yeah and like no shade against them for that oh yeah like no i mean it's like, all personal preference like exactly yeah i get it it's like this is just what i'm saying and honestly i am excited for uh ravnica allegiance or whatever and then Whatever the third set is, if I don't know if we've got, I don't think we've got the name. They haven't given us but the like, name yeah. yet because it's probably like, going to be like Ravnica destroyed, get wrecked, scrubs. Yeah, something <laughs> like that. But like, I'm excited for for them because of how well they've done the the creative on all of it and everything, and it's just yeah. been solid. Like, uh, what was the um, uh, the gold Azorius creature? Um, 
Have we seen a gold Azorius what, creature? What's yet? her name? Um, Talking about Tasa? No, Lavinia. Uh, oh, Azorius, not Orzov. Yeah, yeah. Azorius. Yeah, I know. Like the flavor text on her and stuff like that, just or on the the non promo version, like just sets such a tone for the world. I think, and I really just love what they like, how they have this all sitting and everything. Also, her art is fantastic. Oh yeah, just saying. Which is saying something for a Ravnica set because I've said before that Ravnica sets the art is always just fine. Yeah, both but, of her arts are fantastic. Yeah. I oh, gosh, I hope we see some Tasa action too. We will. I know. God, we will. I love Tasa. She's awesome. But okay. So, so those are the main sets we've had, which we have a lot to say about those. You know, already like. <laughs> yeah. Like honestly, like the one that like I have the least to say about is probably Rivals of Ixalan. Like, but like then the most recent sets, there's a lot to talk about there. But yeah. So, but that's not all, folks. We oh, have no. a lot. Oh my gosh. Okay. So supplemental sets. All right, we're gonna just start off with one that. Most people probably missed, but but you got something to say about it, I think. Yeah. Uh, so first off, we have the Global Series. So I basically have... This is in no particular order also. Yeah, no particular order. So this is my thoughts on the Global Series. I like it in concept. It was a horrendous execution, and I'm pretty sure Watsi has come out and said that it was a horrendous failure. Really? Which... I, haven't pay- I didn't pay any attention to it because I didn't care. Like, it's because of the way they went about it, mm-hmm. where it's like the cards are legal and standard, but they're only legal in mainland China standard. And then, like, there was, like, some shade being thrown around because they're not legal in standard in Taipei. Oh, and, gosh. Yeah, that weird political BS going on. Yeah, you're really hitting it then. Yeah. And, like, the... The best thing about this this pack is literally the fact that the lands in it are really nice looking, and that's literally it. Yeah. Like, the cards are, like, the decks are not fun to play against each other. They're, like, nothing in them is good because they were specifically designed to not be good because they didn't want them to, they didn't want the meta game in China to be different than the meta game outside of China. Yeah. But... Which just, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, c- c- congratulations, Watsi, you created a garbage fire. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I don't know what more to say about yeah, that. Like, so. it's unfortunate because like the art in the sets is really good. I do mm-hmm. like them, but you know, whatever. And if there's one thing they can do right, it, it's that stuff. But yeah, all right. So, uh, dual decks, elves versus inventors. This is the last dual decks they did, isn't it? Yeah. Like this is the last dual deck. Yeah, they said they were done with it. This one was really weird for me. Because, mm-hmm. like, it doesn't really make sense why elves are going after inventors. But it gave us a alternate art foil goblin welder, which was kind of cool, I guess. I mean, you take what you can get, right? Yeah, this whole... it's a, This is another one of those things that's kind of like, yep, it exists, but it kind of just fell flat on its face, which a lot of the dual decks have been doing lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm not surprised that dual decks are done. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. So. Yeah. All right, after that, we have a new product that probably generated more talk than it did actually, like, sales, but I don't know, whatever. Um, signature Spellbook Jace. So, I said that dual decks fell flat on their face. Mm-hmm. I do not think the Signature Spellbook fell flat at all. Really? 
No. Like uh, I looked I looked at it and was like, okay, and then wandered away. See, the it's the signature spell books are very much meant for a certain type of player. Mm-hmm. And that type of player is basically people like me. Oh, okay. I like running with alternate arts of things, right? Like, mm-hmm. I I really enjoy that. And it did, it due to the fact that it struck such a big discussion point with a lot of people where it's like, what would your signature spellbook be? Means that yeah. it, like, that was basically free promotion for yeah. this product. Like, that and, part was cool. I enjoyed that, actually. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, like, I don't know of any places that really have like a stack of these they weren't able to sell. I'm pretty sure they all just sold out. Fair enough. And the price point on them was actually really reasonable. It was like twenty bucks flat or something. Like I don't That's remember. I pay attention though, I guess. Yeah. I, I bought a total of five so I could keep <laughs> one sealed and get a play set of all the alternate arts of the other ones, because I'm that type of person. <laughs> Damn whale. <laughs> but like yeah. Here's the thing. The worst thing about Signature Spellbook Jace is the flavor text on, I think, Brainstorm. It's just utter garbage. Fair enough. Like, like, but, like, all of the arts are really sweet. All of the cards in it are really sweet. Like, it's really nice that they decided to put, like, of all counterspells they could have put in it, they put Negate in it. And that's just, like, a playable one, like, in a like, ton of, like, standard negate is like it's in every standard format ever and it's and it does see play in modern on occasion negate is Mm -hmm. the perfect card if you want people to actually play this stuff like and i think that's super super important so like i i think they even though negate's kind of like eh, whatever it's negate the fact that they chose to put it in there i think was really really good like i think they just did a exceptional job with the signature spell books like maybe that's just me but you're probably right. I mean, as I said, I didn't pay any attention to it because it's one of those things that's not really for me. Yeah, like, like I said, it, this is literally meant for people like me. Yeah. Because I'm a whale. <laughs> yeah. But, all right. So, this year we had two Masters sets. Which yeah. Which pretty good. So, we had Masters 25, which was great. <laughs> Masters twenty five gets a lot of flack thrown at it by people, and it I think it is. None of it. I don't care. I, I I think it is undeserved. Like, oh. yes, it's not fully crammed full of a lot of value. Like, I heard someone complain by the fact that the that they chose to put Boluvian hordes as the alliances card instead of Force of Will. Boluvian hordes is awesome. Here's, yeah, it's the thing. Boluvian hordes was still a popular thing back in the day until people realized it was garbage. You can't yeah. just print Force of Will willy-nilly in every set. Yeah, I exactly. don't care that it's $90. I don't think it should be $90. You still can't just keep reprinting it forever. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, like I yeah. really enjoyed Masters 25 as a set. I really enjoyed opening it. I really enjoy the Pack Wars format for it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly the same opinion here. Like, and, like, the the... The way they did the cards is just sweet. Like the little oh. watermark in the back is gas. I love the I love the watermark. Every chance I can, if I have a, a card I play that is from that set, I've been replacing it because I just love the watermark. Yeah, like you might as well. Plus we got the best art ever of Diabolic Edict. Yes. Like, that oh my god, that's so oh good. Damn. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I I think I have the other version and I'm like 
I think I had just gotten it and stuff like that. I'm like, well, I'm changing these out when I yeah. was playing my Grixis deck or whatever. It's like, they just look so good. Yeah, like, out of everything in Masters 25, Diabolic Edict is the is the art that pops in my head when I think of Masters 25. Yeah. Like, like the fact that it's, like, common and it does that. Yeah, like it's just so good. Like, I love, I absolutely love that set. I thought it was so good. Yeah. But, I was but, a huge fan of Masters 25, mm-hmm. so I don't think it deserves all the shade people get at it, so... Yeah. Whatever. So, and then very, very recently, we have gotten Ultimate Masters. Yeah. So, this was probably, this is like simultaneously Watsy's biggest success and <laughs> drew so much hate at the same time. Yeah. Like, Ultimate <laughs> Masters lives up to its name in every way possible. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, there's almost no bricks in the entire set. Even the cards that have dropped a lot in price. Like, mm-hmm. everything in it is good. At the time of printing, there was so many uncommons it printed in it that were like 3 to $5, which is insane. You mm-hmm. had the box toppers, which are something that people have been wanting lots to do forever. And they're, like, the box toppers are amazing. Let me just say... I got a Leon of the Veil box topper for Christmas from my loving, beautiful wife, and it looks amazing. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like they did the box toppers. They did all of this stuff, and then they decided to increase the increase the MSRP up to fourteen dollars and make it so the MS or the MSRP of a box was more. It was more expensive to buy a box from your LGS than to buy the packs individually from Walmart. Yeah, but you get the box topper. But you get the box topper, which means that Watsy is blatantly saying that they are counting the box toppers as being worth money. Well, kind of. Which, yes. Fair. They're not saying it. They are just heavily implying at it. They're heavily implying it and basically saying that if you bought these from Walmart, it would save you $50. Yeah. So the box topper is worth about $50. Which is accurate. <laughs> Which is accurate. I mean, yeah. I think the cheapest one is like 40 and the most expensive is like 200 so... <laughs> I can I can verify that... Oh, sorry. Most the most expensive is more than 200 It's at least 300 <laughs> It's at least 300 <laughs> But, yeah, so... Like, I've opened one pack of this set. Yep. And gotten engineered explosives and was super happy. And I have nothing to say. Like, I I don't know. I, have, I haven't opened much of it. I, I've cracked, as I said, I've cracked one pack. But, goddamn, did that make me feel good? <laughs> yeah, like, they. this set was a insane success in what they did with it. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the commercial success is through the roof. I don't like the fact that it's online. You can... Like online at one point, you could literally buy boxes for like two fifty. Mm-hmm. Like I bought my boxes for two fifty from someone when the the LGS I play it was selling them for three thirty or whatever it was because yeah. I was going to take the cheaper option. Online, the cheapest box you can find now is like two eighty, so the price is climbing back up to be more in line with things. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know, people realize that just you can only tax people's wallets so much. Yeah, and 
$340 for a box. While Watsi did say these aren't meant for everyone, mm-hmm. there's only so many whales out there. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, is I think it's going to, like, I think it still works. Like, people are going to complain about that price. Yeah. But holy hell did they cram this full of value. Absolutely. Like, the thing is, the boxes, I think a lot of the boxes that were being sold for cheap, they got opened really quickly, and they did tank a lot of the prices of things very quickly. I mean, and that's going to happen, yeah. Yeah. But, so, like, as a result of that, it just got harder to buy things, and now, like, the prices are on a rebound. They're probably the lowest they're ever going to be, and they're going to start climbing back up again, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I don't know. I, I give the set a, a thumbs up, but as I said, yeah. I'm not buying boxes of it. Yeah, I, I think this set is phenomenal. I think the execution was flawed. Eh, maybe yeah i don't know all i know is is that in the end i got you know two engineered explosives and uh uh a creeping creeping tar pit that i needed so eh, life's good (laughs) what can i say except you're welcome (laughs) copyright notice Um, (laughs) so um so after that speaking of premium products Speaking of premium, dear God, what the hell are you doing? We have the Guilds of Ravnica Mythic Edition. Now this. This is a premium product. I threw a lot of shade at Ultimate Masters. Mm-hmm. Guilds of Ravnica Mythic Edition was the most garbage fire of garbage fires that have ever garbage fired. Really, you think so? I. Here's the thing. Okay, I- I'm was... curious about this. It was 100% a commercial success because they sold out of everything. Yep. Almost instantly. Like, within the hour. Yep. The execution on this damaged a lot of goodwill. Okay. And that's coming from someone who bought Yep. I... Okay. I... Yep. I agree with that. Okay. Yeah, like, I... Watsy pushes a lot trying to get people to go to LGSs, which they Mm -hmm. shouldn't. They're literally the lifeblood of magic. Yep. I don't want to say that the Mythic Edition was a blatant cash grab, but I really don't know how else to put it. Oh, it is. Well, yeah. Okay. Like, well, I mean, they were, the they were like, they're like, hey, let's print some money. And they're yeah. like, okay. And, and they like, printed money. I can't really fault them for that because Watsi is a business that is a subsidiary of Hasbro, and businesses are only businesses if they're making money. Well, it's like, yeah, what you know, Watsi's job is not to make cards. Or no, it is to make or anything. Money. It is to make money. That is literally like, the only thing that businesses do is make money. The product they make is just so that they can make money. Uh, yeah. And like I we've 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 pretty much never thrown shade at them for anything they've done because of that premise because we understand that. Yeah. But the fact that this was originally only available directly through the Hasbro online store, Mm -hmm. which means that all the profits went straight to them. That's fine. That's fine. Mm -hmm. The Hasbro toy shop is one of the biggest piles of shit on the internet. That's one of the bigger complaints I've seen. Like, it cannot handle mass traffic that has been established. It crashes every single time they put the San Diego Comic Con promos up on it. Mm -hmm. Every single time it crashes. They knew this happened, and it still crashed. Mm-hmm. In their defense, their recovery for this of mailing out people who got screwed over Ultimate Masters box toppers, thumbs up. Massive success. Like 
they could not have promoted Ultimate Masters a better way than using it to mend some heavily damaged bridges. Yeah. But it's like the fact that none of this was seen by the local game stores. And this was like this is a premium product at an LGS would have been gas. See, I see, I disagree with that. I think this is the better way to sell this exact this type of product. Why for? So the thing is, is that if you're an LGS and you want to put these on your shelves, you have to buy them first. So now you have an you have an incredibly niche product sitting on your shelves, collecting dust. Depending on where you are, you either you either can't get enough or you can't get any, or or they're just sitting there not doing anything. Like that's the thing. Like like maybe maybe the game store around here would be totally fine, but think of like. Like the game store in Ashland, like how many could they buy and keep on their shelves? I actually completely understand your point. I kind of agree with it. Yeah. Plus all, I mean, people also complain about um, LGS is jacking up the prices of stuff like this. Could you imagine this product? Oh, it would be astronomical. Yeah. So this, I, I think if the execution was an absolute garbage fire. I agree with that 100%. But I think for this product, I think they chose the correct way to sell it based on what it was. Like, it's it's a very... Sp- you, you have a small number of people. You have a very premium product. You can centralize it. You can do that. You know, there's... It, it's just, this is the safer way. You know, like... That, I, that's, I, yeah. That, that that's is, my that, that is fair. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Like, mm-hmm. I was thinking in regards to our personal LGS, um, mm-hmm. they probably would have done the same thing that they do with From the Vault, where yeah. they have a very limited sign-up sheet, and if you don't sign up for it, you don't get one. Yeah. and like, they, they usually figure out their allocation yeah. beforehand, and then they can figure out who's allowed to get what. Mm-hmm. And, like, that, that does kind of damage some people's thing, where it's like, you know, well, because I wasn't able to get there in time, I couldn't get it, yada, 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 but... But like, I mean, like, I, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think locally here, like, uh, like our the LGS we go to, like, they tend to handle stuff like this pretty well, and mm. you know, I, and I think a big thing of that is because they are decent people, so yes. <laughs> it goes a long way. Like, I don't feel like I'm being gouged there, which is the nice thing. But like, no. I could see slightly more unscrupulous places doing something like that, or just, yeah. or just places that like don't have the ability to keep this on like to buy an expensive product and keep it on their shelves for the 1% of magic players. Yeah. So. Also, just because you mentioned it, I just mm-hmm. thought about it. I'd like to give a shout out to the game store in Ashland, which I did my yearly tradition of stopping through on Christmas Eve on my way to see my family. Mm-hmm. The owner there is sweet. He gave me a, one of those play Ravnica D and D figurines of Krenko mob boss. For me. <laughs> And he gave me like a ten percent discount on my like hundred plus dollar order because oh, that's, that's nice. what I do every Christmas Eve. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I was to say when I went and just on the the off chance when I was working up there the one time and went and did an F and M there and drafted uh, actually Masters twenty five. Uh, it was very awesome, very good environment. He was like the store was super friendly. He was super friendly, and I had a really good time. So yeah, they yeah. deserve they deserve a shout out. I just wanted to give them, yeah, I just wanted to do exactly that. Give a shout out. If anyone's ever passing through Ashland, just stop in, buy some stuff. Oh, yeah. I had to go, I had to go back up to Ashland after that, actually, for, uh, 
to visit that clinic and everything and do some stuff. And I, I swung in and bought like an Eternal Masters pack or something like that, just because, like, you know, yeah, it's like, why not? Uh, it, yeah. So, but yeah. Sorry, we can continue now. Yeah, continue. So, anything else to say about Jiren Mythic? No, that's kind of it. Okay. I mean, I'm I gotta get I gotta put some money in my PayPal because I'm absolutely certain they're gonna do it again for yeah. Ravnica Allegiance, True. which you can't fault them for. They they made ten thousand copies. They all sold. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like at two hundred and fifty dollars a pop. Yep. That is that, a shit ton of money. That Elspeth was absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, like they, oh. the art they put on the planeswalkers. There's like two that kind of fall flat for me. Mm-hmm. The rest are exceptional, and like Elspeth and Teferi are just unbelievably amazing. Yeah. So, but so um, just I'm just gonna ask the question straight up: two hundred fifty bucks for this thing? Do you think this is a decently priced product? Oh shit! What was the math on it? It was twenty-four packs. So you're basically spending a premium of a hundred and fifty dollars for eight alternate art from the Vault Foil Planeswalkers. Okay. One of which is like two, like one of which is already seeing modern play. Another one which does see some modern play. Other ones which are exceptional in regards to cubing and stuff like that. Yeah, I legit think that if you just said buy these eight Platon Swalkers, one hundred and fifty dollars, people would buy them. Okay. Straight up, I know I would. Like, yeah, fair enough. Like, it's just good. Cool. All right. Like once again, oh, <laughs> it's not. It's so, it's something very similar to the signature spellbook, Jace. Yeah. They're not meant for. Everyone, random, yeah. random F and M goer, right? They're meant for people like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a whale. I, I will freely admit it. I spend money on things because I want them, and I do it relatively <laughs> frivolously. Yep. Like, yeah. Yep. Next, we have um, uh, Commander 2018 edition. Yeah, they printed a Commander set. Sweet. Yep. This one fell flat with me. I'm just gonna just straight up. It's Com- like commander whatever. players deserve everything bad they get. So. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I I don't pay attention to commander that much because yeah. I just don't like it that much. It's probably the worst commander set they've printed ever. <laughs> so that's saying something. All right. Uh, after that, we have commander anthology two. Uh, cool because it reprinted some harder to find commander sets, but this isn't for me. It never. Yeah. It's never meant for me. It's whatever. Yeah. All right. And then rounding out our supplemental sets was Battle Bond. We call this ending on a high note. Yeah. This I enjoyed Battle Bond. Battle Bond, the concept of it was sweet, the execution of it was sweet. The cards in it were sweet. Yeah. Like I I have nothing bad to say about Battle Bond whatsoever. Like yeah. it was it's was designed to be a multiplayer limited format. And to that regard, it worked exceptionally well. It was super popular amongst people. I never got to draft it, even though it was meant to be draftable. No, we just did that sealed event. We just did a sealed event, which was also gas. Oh, dude, that was super gas. It was awesome. Some of the cards were ridiculous to yeah. try and deal with. 
Mm-hmm. I did but get it's... the opportunity somebody out though. Yes, which no, was... It was, was it was an opportunity. Uh, yeah, no, it was it was a combination of opportunity and something else. It was it was, but I made him draw, and it was great. But yeah, we we made him natu- we made him deck himself, and it was great. Yep. So, but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a cool set. So, yep. But I always like the 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 innovation sets. I think is what those are called. But yeah, like the basically the non master set that came out. Yeah, that is bent around being a limited format. Yeah, yeah. Battle Bond was very good. A lot of sweet cards, a lot of nice reprints, a lot of brand, a lot of really cool brand new cards. Like, mm-hmm. I like Battle Bond. Yeah. Also, so. we got a uh, we got Zindersplit. Zindersplit. All right. All right. So that's all we have for sets. Yep. Yeah. Not not much. <laughs> not much happening. Yeah, we've only been talking for 45 minutes already. Yeah. So uh, there's actually some just other things that I just want to hit that and, and talk about um, that. I mean, Magic's changed a lot in the last few years. Like yeah. c- how they make it and everything to some degree. Like and everything. But so one of the biggest things that we are finally really experiencing, even though this existed like two years ago or whatever it was when they were making, I think Dominari was the first set that really had this. Uh Guilds of Ravnica is the first set that was 100% designed with play design team in building. Yeah. So they yeah, they they changed how they're doing it and they have the the they changed to from design and development to vision design, set design, play design. Yeah. And to put more emphasis in um uh, making sure the the formats are balanced and everything. So yeah, this this was literally their response to having to ban so many cards in a standard format for the first time in like over a decade. Like they they decided to initiate play design team as being a very, this big thing, and it is one hundred percent a success. I mean, if you look at the standard environment we're in right now, like yeah, like you know, like it's pretty solid. <laughs> Yeah, like we gave a lot of praise towards Guilds of Ravnica, and I one hundred like I think the resonance and flavor of Guilds would be fabulous, mm-hmm. whether or not play design existed. Oh yeah, I the, agree. The, the fact that the limited format is so good, and the fact that mm-hmm. the standard format that has resulted of it being printed is so good, I one hundred percent give credit towards play design. Yeah, because it's they literally took a bunch of pro players and said, hey. Would you like to not play on the Pro Tour and instead work at Watsi to make the game even better? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah. Yeah, we yeah. want to do that. They like rehired a couple people, I think, and everything yeah. you know, that used to work there and stuff that were pro players and things. So, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's, I, th- I think it's good. It'll be interesting to see how it is moving forward, but um, so far, so good. Yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of play design existing. I'm a big fan of what's happened, and play design is one of those reasons why it's very much is one of the reasons why I think that next year is going to be so exceptional. Because we just need a few more sets to rotate out, and every single thing in standard will have been affected by play design. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a very noticeable thing. Yeah. Cool. No more. Uh, no more unplayable garbage, please. <laughs> you don't like Carnage Tyrant? It's okay. I don't either. <laughs> uh, 
All right. So, uh, I mean, another big thing is is they changed the block structure again. Yep. And by change the block structure, you mean they completely got rid of it. Yep, blocks are gone. Before immediately basically printing a block. <laughs> but it's not a block. <laughs> well, I mean, they're going to be, they're each is a set's going to be drafted independently. So there's none of yeah. the, no large set, small set. I think this is a net positive. I 100% agree. Yeah. Like, even though I only get one set of Dominaria, like, I think, I think the sets benefit from it. I think the uh, ability to comprehend what's happening in Magic benefits from it like trying to explain a block to somebody who hasn't like doesn't understand it was really hard yeah not to mention it just made the formats bad yeah it like just make them worse a lot of the sets just fell flat like anyone who ever played born of the gods yeah. knows what i'm talking about it was not a good set like theros was good theros like, was legit i don't know and like born of the gods is just bad yeah. dragon's maze was atrocious <laughs> Yeah. Like, like the the big issue with like the old block sets is like like they they have to put a lot of emphasis on the first set in a block uh-huh. because that's literally what's initial like you know you're showing what that block is going to be like and as a result of it, a lot of the stuff just gets front loaded and mm-hmm. like you could tell that it just petered out near the end and sometimes the second set was bad and the third set was fine. Sometimes it literally was just like a stepping downwards where it just got worse with each set. It's like... Usually it was just stepping downwards, but like Theros was one of the few ones where it was like good, like decent first set, second set was absolutely horrendous, third set was better-ish. Yeah. You You finally got the payoffs you wanted for an enchantment block and things like that, but... Like and then they switched to the two the two set model, and then we got some of the all stars like, you know, oath of the gate watch, oath of the gate watch, and like, you know, honestly like Amonkhet, like, hour of devastation came in and saved that limited format to some degree. Still, yeah, still still wasn't great in my opinion, but no, a lot of people had, were really really high on hour of devastation, and I think that's because. Amonkhet was just so mediocre. Yeah. I mean, and Ixalan was kind of the same way, but less pronounced. Yeah. So. And I mean, like, we, we even saw that with um, uh, Kaladesh, where it's like, it just oh, felt yeah. like Aeth- Aether Revolt was just really, really, like, it felt like they just rushed a lot of the story. Yeah. Because the, it, you, it almost seemed like in Kaladesh that it was, all, it was being designed as a three-block set, and then they just had to cut some stuff out to get it all in there. Yeah, so I don't know. I'm I'm glad they they made everything. I'm glad they got to bring back core sets. I'm glad everything's a single block set now. I think yeah. it just makes things cleaner, and so far it's been better. Yeah. But, and then the last thing, Arena went into open beta. Now this this has massive implications for the future of Magic. Yes. Like massive all right i'm gonna i'm gonna say something controversial john all right and i think you agree with me because i said it to you and you're like yes my body is prepared all right arena is one of the best things to happen in magic ever basically like this arena is going to be the thing that that makes magic that pushes magic over the edge yes 100 percent and anyone who does not agree with that 
is living in a fantasy land. Yeah. Like, I don't think, like, paper magic isn't going to go away. No. Like, I, I don't believe that by any means. But, like, the... you have to be able to exist in a digital space. Magic Online is obtuse, to be nice. And... Yeah, that's, that's pretty mildly. Yeah. And Arena lets you play magic. Yes. Like, and that's the biggest thing. Like, people are all, all concerned about all these little nuancey things and stuff like that. Like, I mean, people were complaining when they when they took uh, Magic Online and took the drafts from, uh, you know, like the regular pod draft and made it yep. so they were um. Uh, yeah, they they league. turned them into leagues instead and, of pods, and, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is going to be the end of drafting. It's yep. going to be so bad. No one's ever going to want to do it." And everybody's like, oh my god, leagues are great. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, oh my god, I was so wrong. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they probably didn't apologize. They're probably just assholes. But well, like, I know at least I know at least one person who literally said, "I'm sorry, I was wrong," because okay. he said it live on the podcast. <laughs> okay, well, good. Um, but like, one of the problems that I had, like, that I always have with Magic, or not, I have, but like, I, I see with Magic is is that it's hard to start playing. Like, and even yes. if you just get in and start losing, which kind of sucks, like, you're still playing at least. And, like, Arena lets you can just start playing Magic. Yep. Like, if I want to play a game of Magic, I can I can go in and hit, like, three buttons and I'm playing Magic. And people are going to obsess about, well, you're not playing Metadex, or it's not best of three, or it's not this, that, or the other thing. The, the point is, is that I, am, I, I get to play Magic fast. Yep. And that's, that's huge. And that is that, that is huge. And I, I think people underestimate how important that is. Yeah. And here's the thing. For anyone who's like, oh my god, Arena's going to kill Paper Magic. The day Paper Magic dies, magic is, in, magic is in its death throes. I agree. Like, it doesn't matter how good it is online. If you take away the social aspect will start to fade yes i i agree 100 percent. like like for for better or worse magic is one of those things that it isn't it isn't a a game you don't play magic it's a culture you are a magic player yes and i think if you pull if you take away the social aspect of it with paper magic i think you lose i think you would start losing that yeah I think everyone who listens to this should be playing Arena. Yes. Or they like they should at least just give it a try, right? And like anyone who like I have a friend who's literally like I don't want to play Arena because I can't play a good deck. Mm -hmm. Learn to start playing inferior magic. I hate people who won't play a powered down version of a deck. Yeah. Like it bothers me to no end. Well, it's like I mean, look at me. Like when I when I'm building decks, I have two versions always. I have the one that has is the one missing all the cards that as I get cards it starts filling up and everything like that. And then I have yeah. the version 2 which is the one that is I'm like I'm going to make this work. Yeah. The best I can. And it's kind of fun, you know? Like you learn different things and everything like that. Or sometimes you just make decks that absolutely cannot beat control decks and just kill everyone's <laughs> creatures but no big deal mvd <laughs> yeah like i think i honestly think that like 
people don't learn that playing under restrictions makes you better. Yeah. And that's it's one of those things that like an arena will help with that. Like when Arena first came out and they had the free singleton cues, like Oh yeah. Playing singleton forces you to not play a consistent deck. You have to think outside the box. Yep. I had a stupid high win rate in that format. <laughs> I was doing okay too. Especially yeah. once people started playing rats in it. Oh yeah, because it's a free win. It's like, oh yeah, hey, it's like it's like cool. You're playing a garbage deck. I get to just beat you. Like, yeah. And everybody was complaining about how overpowered it was. Yeah. It's like, like you literally have to do nothing. Like, <laughs> I don't get it. You have to cast a spell every turn. Yep. And there are three spells in the format that if you cast them, they automatically lose the game. Yes. Yeah. It's Period. just it's just like stupid. I don't get it, but yeah, whatever. So, I don't know. Arena in love. If you've listened to our the podcast before, you know this. Like, yep. we're super excited for it. But yeah, so well, well, shit. <laughs> this is going to be like the intro to the podcast, and apparently it is. So yeah, remember when? Remember when I said I think we have enough here for two episodes? You were right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Well, so yeah, th- this was literally our basically supposed to be our banter topics yeah so um uh yeah next week you're gonna get to hear we basically kind of did a air quotes set review style thing of um of our magic years so you'll get to hear that next week um but as for for this week right now um you can shoot us an email if you have feedback to the local meta at gmail.com uh catch us on twitter at the local meta pc uh Hit the website, thelocalmeta.com. Uh, we just added the Discord server. You can get that address at the website, as I said, thelocalmeta.com. John, is there anything else I'm forgetting right now? Uh, I feel like there was one, but then, like, when you stumbled, I'm, like, trying to think of what it was, and I think you said it, so I, I think we're good. Okay, okay we're set. Come right. find us on the Discord server, because yep. no one ever talks to us. Yeah, we have the voice channel and everything, so um, we're, uh, we're commonly in it. Playing Call of Duty. Yes, playing Call of Duty. Feel free to interrupt us at any point. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, otherwise dump something in there. I'll reply when I can and everything, too. Discord's yep. But um, As soon uh, as I come down to my computer, I open up Discord and see if anyone said anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So, um, uh, yeah, stay tuned for next week. We'll finish this up, and uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya.